HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Hello, Greenhorns. This is uh, Severin with Greenhorns Radio, once again, uh, live, broadcasted from the field, in this case, um, from Madras, Oregon, where we are at the site of the Jefferson County Fairgrounds. This is the annual Small Farmers Journal Horse-Drawn Farm Equipment Auction and Swap Meet. And this is a fabulous place um, with fabulously clear air and... We're here because of the presence here of many, many young farmers and many, many not-so-young farmers, and they're doing passion for farm-based agriculture, Uh, horse-based farming, oh dear, and small farming. And I'm sitting here with Chandler from Island Meadow Farm on Bashan Island, and those of you loyal to our blog may have even read something Chandler has asked. Um, Chandler, will you introduce yourself and tell us why you're here at this um, event today? Hi, everyone. Uh, my name is Chandler, and I manage a farm on Vashon Island in Washington, Sound. I'm here at the Draft Horse Auction for my first time, brought down by uh, a friend and mentor who has draft horses up in West Washington. Um, I've heard a lot about the scene down here, and wanted to check it out. I'm interested in draft horse farming, but currently I'm using a BCS filler. And, uh... For those of you who don't know, BCS is a small Italian walk-behind tractor. Yes, it is. And, uh, I'm here because there's tools and people with incredible knowledge, and they're all willing to talk and answer questions and share information and they're all friendly, and, uh, yeah, it's a different part of the country, too. I've never been here to the high desert in Oregon, and it's beautiful. The thunderstorm was intense, and I think it just highlighted the, uh, you know, the auction. It went out with boom, started with the boom. Yeah, it's, it's the wild west around here. You can, yeah. Like, you go back behind any, any highway, and you want to go pee, and you're, like, in the middle of the sagebrush, and there's coyote tracks. Really nice. And if you don't have a cowboy hat on, you are looking like you're out of it. <laughs> no, I'm like minority. Now, um, I wanted to know what your travel was like getting down here and um, what it's, what the weather's been like on your farm and what you have to look forward to when you go back. Well, um, it, was, it was pretty good weather last week. I uh, 
still waiting to get my potatoes in the ground, but been harvesting since March, um, lots of overwintered stuff and lots of salad mix and stocked my farm stand before I left and uh, drove down with some friends into Linus Morstead and some other good music. Um, we drove down, uh, down, the, down the peninsula and uh, through Olympia, up by the Blue Heron Bakery for some goodies and got our way down uh, 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 off of Portland out into the middle, uh, middle of Oregon here. That was how many hours and was it worth it? Um, the hours of driving was maybe six or seven, and absolutely, it's already been worth it, and we still have three more days here, so. Hallelujah. Yeah. So that was your trip to the to the auction. Yeah. And what was your trip getting you onto this farm investment? Where did you come from in the world, and, and how did you find yourself on that beautiful little green gem? Well, it's the most of my childhood, uh, surfing and playing volleyball on the beach, and didn't have really any gardening experience. Uh, my aunt and uncle started a grass farm in Texas um, about seven years ago, and I started getting interested in gardening and did a farm uh, internship for Stephanie Farm in Indianola, Washington, Watson Valley, and uh, Royal Grande, California, and then was offered to manage Island Meadow, have a lease arrangement. I rent a house there, and I grow vegetables, I harvest from the perennials of kiwis, raspberries, hazelnuts, walnuts, chestnuts, and I raise um, poultry for eggs, meat, pigs for meat. Gotta love the pigs. Yeah, gotta love the pigs. Garbage disposals that are a lot cuter and, you know, give these entertainment too. Your pigs uproot blackberry. I know you guys have a lot of rambling and hybrid in face of blackberry. Face of blackberry is probably what consumes the most amount of land on our property. Um, and they're they're working away at it. I'm chipping away at the blackberries. Um, and they're providing some manure as well. And uh, some delicious. So you've been on that island for how long? And, and what else is going on in, in that little island chain? I know there's a whole bunch of cool, um, there's a mobile slaughterhouse. And there's an amazing permaculture nursery. What else is people unfamiliar with that scene up there? What is your region have to offer to other young farmers? The Beach of San Reason through me when I first started farming because it's just a hub. There's so much going on and so much support for local food there. Um, I had so many farms to choose from. Finding an apprenticeship in the first place, there's a lot to offer just in terms of that, but there's a lot of small farms that are all connected through still producers of Washington. It's an annual conference and it's in Port Townsend this year. It's going to be awesome. When that yeah. Uh, it's in November. I forget the exact date, but it's usually the second week in November. Yeah, it's on the beach this year. It's going to be sweet. We're going to be here. pretty cold. Back to Tills. Anyway, uh, and so Vashon Island is uh, part of King County, just outside of Seattle. Um, the island offers from a lot of commuters working off island, um, and there's just a ton of support. I mean, there's probably a good, like, six or seven solid full-time farmers selling at the farmer's market. Um, a lot of support uh, in terms of um, helping each other out. I've had my friends help me um, slaughtering, and there's a chicken fucker uh, that is uh, just being set up to rent. And, um, there's a lot of education going on as well. There was a 
a Bashan Food Summit this spring. Um, and, yeah, the island is awesome. It's, uh, things, the other things you mentioned, I part of the San Juan Islands, a little further north, mobile slaughter unit. Um, there's also a mobile slaughter unit out in Tacoma, south of Seattle, that's set up, and they're looking for uh, members to sign on to use it. And it's a full uh, trailer, and they can har- uh, harvest anything from a cow, that's a pig, and I think chickens, too. So. Sounds like it's a fun thing happening out there. Okay. Yeah. So, so, spring is strong, and you're spending down a lot, getting everything going, um, putting everything in the ground. Um, what's your What's your marketing like? What's your um, What's your main motivation to change in your offers year? What's last year? What are your what are your new developments? Um, I came into uh, an already existing established farm. It had been fallow for a few years. Had a farm stand already set up about a mile and a half from town where the farmers weren't held. So that was my main um, marketing farm stand is the primary sales. Um, very popular. It's been around for a long time, so a lot of people knew about it. I was very privileged to come into a situation like that. Um, I also follow a restaurant on the island. Some friends of mine uh, run a farm-to-table restaurant. They eat our salad mix on the menu as long as I have enough, which I've been harvesting um, for them since the middle of January. Um, you guys have enough uh, poop on the island, enough animals for, for your compost? There's a lot of horses on the island, um, which is an okay manure to use. Um, a lot of people have uh, horses as, as, you know, for riding and whatnot. Um, so there's plenty of manure in that way. We bought some cow manure this year from the island, which was uh, a pretty rare thing to find. And uh, I also produce my own compost with uh, the chicken and pig manures. Yeah. So you don't really sell anything off-island. You don't... You don't sell anything to Seattle at this point. Is that, in there, is that in your future? No, and I think there's enough people on Bashan. There's about 10,000 people in the summer that, and the, the interest is strong enough that I can sell most of it on the island. Um, there are a lot of vegetable farmers, and I'd say that there is some competition in that realm, but protein market open, and you asked about what I'm going to change this year. The new thing I'm going to try is spread mushrooms. A new experience. The folks at Fungi Society were helpful in that, uh, buying my plugs from them and some logs from the Vashon Forest Stewards. Um, I'm also expanding, just trying to do a little bit more, more animals, doing pigs again this year. And uh, we did our own butchering, and we might do a class um, where people can come and learn how to do it uh, at, the end of the, at the end of the season. Uh, I'm also doing rounds of poultry, I think, for me. You're handful. It's very full, and I work a part-time job, too. So. <laughs> You're all alone doing this whole thing by yourself? This year, I, I am. I had some other farming partners um, last year, and we had two different properties that time. I was uh, renting a house off the farm, but now I moved to the farm, and so I have less land to grow on down by myself this year. I have a few work traders. Don't get lonely out there. I guess that's why you have all the animals. Well, it's not a it's, it's a great community. I have a lot of friends who are farming on the island. That farm, that restaurant I mentioned, La Boucherie, has a farm, Seabreeze. A bunch of my friends work for them, raising animals. They sell in Seattle. 
to raw milk as well. And, you know, I have a bunch of farms that are neighbors, too, I can just walk to, and there's some other folks living on the property. So it's not, it's pretty easy not to get lonely, but, uh, yeah. Well, the whole mile and a half town situation, that is hot. I mean, I you can could... ride my bike down and, you know, go to the library and, uh, trust my, my toe this spring, though, so I have been off bike, but I hope to get back on very soon. Back on the bike and then soon, hopefully, on the horse. Now, let's talk about your uh, aspirations as a horse farmer and, and what has informed them so far and what the spirit of this event today has kindled in your little soul uh, as far as insights about how long that might take to get to the horse place. Horse, horse farming is completely new to me. Um, my friend, Betsy, who I down with, farms horses on Bainbridge Island, a little north of me, and she has been really encouraging and uh, helpful in exposing me to this world. Um, also, I saw Lynn Miller speak years ago at the Silk Conference in, uh, in Washington. He was really inspiring and friendly and knowledgeable, and his writings and all the writings of the Farmer's Journal have been opening me up that, that world. I hope to, at some point, learn. I'm not sure if I want to have draft horses or I don't have the space right now at the location, but it's something I'm interested in learning more about. And right now we're sitting here in front of a Ward Farrell show barn, and there is indeed a beautiful team that their um, their muzzles are snorting. There's like it's, they're steaming. The horses are actually have steaming breath. That's how chilly it is right now. And they're carrying a carriage of people around the uh, showground. And in the parking lot, the managers of the parking lot are kind of like stewards. Of the parking lot. They've got really amazing outfits on, and their horse on horseback. And, you know, you drive in, you're told exactly where to park your car. And um, by these fabulous, pristine-branded um, Palomino ponies. Um, you know, elderly gentlemen on, on horseback. So there's no question about where you're going to park. Um, let's describe what else is going on around here. Well, there's a lot of auctioning going on in the background. I don't know if everyone can hear it. Are you thinking about buying Well, I was thinking about buying a horse and riding it down to San Francisco. <laughs> but, um... No, because we're doing a party next weekend in Petaluma. So I've got to sit back down the coast now. Oh, how much no space? space. Uh, no space. Uh, but we recorded some audio of the auction, so that'll go on. Uh, that'll go on the show. What are, what are you looking for? I'm looking for, I don't even know if it exists, but I really want um, uh, a non-mechanic for a non-electric nut tractor so that I can sell my nuts at a higher price. Right now I'm selling mint shell, mostly hazelnuts, and uh, that's great, but I think people have a limit on what they want to buy if they don't crack that nuts, you know? But, um, so that's what I'm looking for. I'd like corn shell, too, for event form. Just some small tools. Some non, non-electric cutters and chuckers and deep sellers. Because that's just those big equipments. I've seen them. I've seen them on big farms. It's some serious, and then you have a nut residues, like nut shell mulch. Yeah. It's for uh, compost too. And the pigs, particularly those too, they eat the hazelnut. They just crack the whole thing in their mouth. So, it out. I didn't know that. <laughs> I don't know. I, I'm 
actually inspected the manure to see if there's a little bit of snow enough. You can listen to them. I nice. crack away. Good, knowing there's teeth down. Yeah. So what else is going on here? There's an exhibit hall, and there are all sorts of uh, farming groups, uh, breed promoters, leather dye guys who are selling rosettes for your saddle, so you slash on straps. Hats. Good hats here. We just met, uh, Chandler and I just met up uh, by the hat stand. We were trying on hats. They're really in the minority, so don't have to have yeah. that on. And there's often uh, farm equipment and implements, uh, miscellanea, like weird, you know, hand forged tools and hinges and weights and things. going on right now. There are a lot of tools with the uh, shop pulled right behind us. I was in there for a little bit looking at the uh, grinders. I don't you know what, they're just really okay. Well, it's, I saw that, and, and there's a uh, sharpener right there. Uh, I kind of feel like just being and looking and, and gaining a little bit more literacy about different qualities of things and how, you know, like if someone who looks like they pretty much know what they're doing is buying something that looks really rusty, that's encouraging to me that they... My friend has been restoring... Most things, most things are rust colored here. Including a lot of the pants. <laughs> uh, you think it was denim, but, but they're actually rust colored. <laughs> um, so that's the scene. And tonight we're going to be doing a young farmer panel. Um, we're going to show a little bit of the street green horn. And we're going to have, I think there's six uh, young farmers on the panel talk a little bit about their experience resources that exist for us to connect with each other. And interesting, you know, since Chandler and I kind of knew each other over the internet, and now we get to sit next to each other in person in the sun in the middle of Oregon. Thank you, Green Farms, for connecting all of us. Wonderful resource. And uh, the radio show is awesome, Well, it seems like we're all kind of affiliated with these institutions and alumni network of our farm. We're talking to other alumni of which farm was it? Angela and I worked at Watson Valley Farm. And, and here you are in Oregon. Here we are in Oregon. Yeah, there's these fabulous uh, affinity groups, little magnetic clusters that uh, seem to catch us in their, catch us in their net. And it's the Evergreen State College students, one big group of them here too, and yeah, with other young farmers that seen seen before, and it's so great. Yeah, there's a lot of old timers here. It's really cool, you know, the way they're walking. And then there's a lot of young faces. Um, and, you know, just like standing in the auction with currently sitting, there were, there were some little tribes of young farmers sitting on stuff. To see that, how the auction is that interstitial, you know, commercial space where um, farm, farm infrastructure is moving between generations, basically. And those of us who spend a lot of time looking at archival footage um, will know that in the East, so much footage of these, you know, really desperate farm auctions. Um, so many farms have equipment that has numbers um, from auctions, and you'll have three or four or five sets of numbers because that equipment has just gone through, um, you know, some farms that have been broke. Um, but here it doesn't feel like it's a liquidation situation. It feels like a generational situation. Yeah. There's some stories also really quickly interjected between the items, too. Oh, this of this guy's lot. You know, he's 102. He farms here in this area and great stuff right here. 
I love that. You know, stories behind it all, too. It's just generational past knowledge. And I feel like it's coming full circle, too. You know, we use a lot of mechanical electric devices um, in our day-to-day activities, but it's also the interest in, like, equipment that was used 70 years ago on a large scale. And, uh, and they're beautiful things, and they're really well made. Much better made than some of the stuff you can get today, and pretty affordable. I mean, and for uh, him, five bucks. That's pretty cheap. That's very cheap. <laughs> I was impressed. What were you just pointing out? I was pointing out there's a, a grain over here that I got my eye on. I I would like to run more grains. We did that at the Boston Valley where Hensel and I worked and um, we had a full combine that we used to bring a small scale brush that, you know, 25 pounds, 50 pounds at a time. Uh, in the back of the land store, if there's a place. Well, I ordered a bucket there. But, uh, yeah, and then you can make your own liquor. In the bucket? Or <laughs> no, <laughs> with your grain. In your grain. There's an island off the um, not Chicago. Where's those big lakes? Oh, I've forgotten which lake it is, but it's in one of the big lakes. They're the company that has hired back 13 farmers to grow dry to make uh, vodka off that island. So maybe island... I don't know if the rules are different on your island, if it's owned by pirates or if you have your own currency. Oh, anarchy there. There's some wine, a lot of wine act going on on our island. There's some brewing, lots of brewing. But have yet to see the vodka, the home fruit vodka. Yeah, we'll get there. Eventually. Eventually. Now, let's just remind everyone how they can find you and your farm and your island and your game once again. There's a, there's a ferry. There's three ferries on the island. You can come with me. It comes from Kitsap Peninsula, the mainland, or from Soma. That's the we're talking, talking about we're talking about this is near Seattle, Washington. Correct. And the island is called Fashion, and the farm is called Island Meadow. What's your website? Uh, I have a blog that I don't really update very often, and it's islandmeadowfarm.wordpress.com. There you have it. That was the from the ground, on the ground, back in Rogers, Oregon. Try uh, the best country, fabulous stuff. Wonderful gorges, a lot of overalls, and a lot of mud, and beautiful frisky dogs. Like the healthiest, happiest dogs you ever saw. Um, we're happy to be once again sponsored by Hearst Family Friends. Uh, delighted this evening to be showing our film and doing a panel. Uh, tomorrow is a social. And party. party. Yeah, there's beer and everything. And um, look at the poster online. We'll be posting this, uh, you know, picture want to vicariously experience the situation. Um, and then, of course, in Petaluma, California, um, we're going to be having another young farmer um, with the Petaluma Historical Society doing a presentation about you know, the poultry industry. We'll be showing archival films of um, the Nonpartisan League, which is a socialist farmer's movement in in North Dakota. We've got 600 donated oysters, stuff, and slurp. Uh, a whole bunch of other stuff that I can't remember right now, but 
go on our blog, tell all your friends. Come on down. There's plenty of rides there. And um, thank you so much for listening. Have a lovely day.